Down Your Unders. Down Your Unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 68 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name, as always, at Nauseam is Adam Camilleri, and I'm joined by two of the biggest bosses in the land. Firstly, the kill tank himself, Richard Kilton. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to hear from Beautiful. you. Beautiful. And my man, the mad doc from, uh, from the FLGN, uh, Mr. Seth Oster. How you doing, dude? Doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to break down some new orc stuff. Oh, uh, running the lead as well. Yeah, we're here to break down the brand new orc <laughs> stuff from Octarius to the Green Boogaloo, whatever it may be called. But uh, it's a pretty interesting book, isn't it, gents? It's... um. It's a bit. I mean, it's it's a wonderful for all players, but it's pretty damn lean for everyone else in the community. Is there even anything else for anybody else? Yeah. Um, there, but, yep. There's some other stuff, but like, it's an orc book. Do you really? You just, <laughs> but just for us, we're fine with that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, what the I, I just you just glaze over anything else. Well, they yeah, yeah. the they had it up on the on the like the designer screen. Like, okay, here's the Octarius thing, and they had orcs, and then orcs again. There's a two dot points in there, and then they're like, well, we got to put something else in there. So they just like slapped Rogue Trader on there in the the, the last <laughs> bit, and they give us a couple. They like throw a little bit of bone for the because because of course there can't be a release without the Imperium getting something, right? That's right. Even if it's like the most mini, like menial of all factions, at I, least that's not another <laughs> Space Marine lieutenant. That's uh. true. That's actually true. Um, but gentlemen, um, Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, uh, you are one of the biggest and most venerable uh, of war bosses in the the scene at the moment. Is there any way people can can catch you, tune into anything you do or any content you're involved with? Well, whenever Seth asks me on, I'll go or Val or any of these guys. I don't have my own thing going, but uh, uh, there is a, a local guy who started up a Barely Battle Ready, a video channel, and I've been on his channel a couple of times. And I plan to do some more with him. So, um, yeah, and then then just top tables at tournaments and stuff. Uh, just top tables. <laughs> just just, brushes, brushes the dust off his shoulder. Just the top tables at events, guys. Um, Seth, tell us about you and what you're up to. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can pretty much find me every week on uh, Signals on Wednesday, Signals from the Frontline, so I'm usually there. You know, that's not too orc-focused uh, anymore, but if you're looking for orc-focused stuff, I have a YouTube channel called Seth the Mad Duck, and I try to drop, like, usually one video a week, um, but the most popular one being every month I go through and shout out all the top-performing orc lists mm. and break them down so people can kind of keep up with what's what's working for orcs right now. Yeah, it's a really great way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's really churning in the orc metagame. Like as in, you know, what cultures are on the rise, what archetypes, what builds. I mean, naturally, it's kind of all a, a, a swamp of freebooters at the moment. But, yeah. you know, it's, let's hope some other things are rising to prominence, spearheaded hopefully by some of the contents of this book. Um, but first and foremost... Out of War Done Under is a two-part podcast for those unaware. The first part, lovingly curated by myself and Seth, Seamus Ronan, Jesus, Seth, um, uh, <laughs> produced and uh, released for you guys on uh, Tuesday mornings, uh, Eastern Standard Time, I believe, where part two of this podcast, which will usually be uh, when we do a review episode, we'll be taking the content we reviewed and putting into practice, writing lists, talking about archetypes, talking about list tech, things that we think will work and not work from this book, the things that have been exciting and we think can be implemented in the competitive game. Um, and we'll also be writing list and answering a bunch a slew of listener questions which you can get involved with if you'd like you can go over to the art of 40k.com purchase the part two of this product in addition to the part two of the wonderful flagship uh, art of war 
podcast in addition to the Art of War Unbroken done by the wonderful Blake Law. Now, in addition to that, I'm also over on Patreon. You can find me at Art of War down under over there. You can get involved, talk to me personally if you so like, and uh, just have a conversation about the things you want to see and you want to have a say in the dictation of my content. So please jump over and get involved. I really appreciate the support. Keeps the lights on, keeps me churning away. I refuse to drop a week, even if I put out some not the strongest content, but I refuse to drop a week. But here we are. Um, all right, gents. Into this review, into this book, when you first cracked it, when you first, first, first cracked it, Richard, what did you think? Um, so th- th- there's there's good in there. There's there's good and fun, and so I play all different kinds of 40k. I'm not just a competitive player. So I play I play narratively, and I play in campaigns. So there's a lot in there that is going to be fun. But as far as just the competitive stuff, I actually was very happy because I was worried that they were going to buff like Speedwalk mm. even more than they had and that a lot of people would just gravitate towards that. But I think they give you a lot of fun tools, a lot of mm-hmm. different ways to play in with Blood Axes, which I had as one of the weaker of the clans. And then they gave you a different way to play the Speedwalk. Mm. So I, I, I was very happy with it, that they avoided the adding on to where we're already strong, which we've seen in some others of the Yeah. Yeah. The kind of, the kind of the doubling down, like all, all the cults are already good. And then all of a sudden cult of strife is just head and shoulders above everybody else. And it's the only way to play witches, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Seth, what were your thoughts when you first cracked it? So I, I enjoy your, your reference to cult of strife because um, that's kind of when I was looking at it, um, you know, in, in preparation for this show, I decided, you know, let me sit down and try to write some lists. And yeah, you can certainly write a, um, a cult of speed list. Um, and, and it's, it's a choice that you have to make between that or the current version of free Buddhas. I assume, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood that that's going to be nerfed. Um, and when that gets nerfed, it'll be an interesting decision about what's better free Buddhas or this cult of speed here. But the, uh, when I tried to write a blood axe list, I didn't like writing a full blood axe list. And then it occurred to me, no one runs a full cult of strife list. Exactly Everyone right. Everyone has yeah. just one detachment that's called of strife. Mm. And then when I started looking at the supplement through that lens, I really did like it because there's a lot of stuff you a lot of tricks you can get out of that that one detachment and you can pretty much get all the toys you want to play with in just a few units and and really kind of shift how you're going to play the game and, and present mm. some new threats to your opponent. So I liked it from that aspect. Fantastic. Well, let's just jump straight into that. We'll go. So there's two, there's two points to this review, guys. We're going to be doing the Blood Axe supplement. Then we're going to be doing the Speedwar Army of Renown. Um, starting with the Blood Axes, I'll hit it back over to Richard. Give people the context of what lens they should see this through. What do you get for being Blood Axes out of the Orc Codex? Like what's the the Strat, the Relic, and the, the Clan culture? Um, so... Dang, you put me on the spot. I don't have my apologies. With me. Seth, uh, feel free to jump in Seth, if you. Yeah. I'll help you out there. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, the strat, um, and you'll forgive me, or players, I don't remember the exact name, but the strat is if you have at the end of the movement phase a blood axe infantry unit excluding mega knobs within three inches of a table edge, you can take that unit and put it into strategic reserve for one CP. Um, the uh, relic is the Finkin Cap, which is a way to uh, refund command points on a 5+, plus, I believe. And then the Warlord trait is I've Got a Plan, lads, and that is the D3 redeploy of Orc units before you roll uh, for who's going first. So it's not the best form of redeploy, um, but it does at least allow you to redeploy industry strategic reserves uh, like most redeploys do. 
Beautiful. Um, and then the actual clan culture is if you are over 18 inches away from your opponent, you're counted as being in light cover and you have the ability to fall back and shoot or charge uh, mm. with the or there, not an and. I mean, that second dot point seems, I mean, the, getting light cover for orcs, you know, going from a, you know, a six up to a five up, five up to a four up isn't the biggest change out there, but with the amount of rent yep. we've got in the game at the moment. But that second bit's really quite nice. The, the fallback and shoot or the fallback and charge, if you wanted to go MSU, as in, you know, you don't have big, chunky things that are going to just one hit whatever they go into which is a thing orcs can do um yeah that seems good to be able to have that flexibility so jumping into this uh the first part of the um blood axis stuff so it just goes through uh what you get for being you get the usual what's your usual crap you get your wall of traits you get relics you get your strats first of the wall of traits off the top um extra cunning i'm ready on this one adam (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, (laughs) take it away rich (laughs) um so once per battle once per battle round, when you use a strategic ploy stratagem, if this warlord is on the battlefield, you can reduce the CP cost of that stratagem by one CP. Note that the CP cost is only reduced by one CP for that use of the stratagem. Any future usages of it cost the normal amount of CP. Um, what's the context of this? I know there. I just looked at their stratagem for blood axes. The the dead sneaky. That is a strategic ploy strat. So that'll become like it, it doesn't say minimum of zero, and that does it. So that becomes free, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any are there any other good strategic ploy strats in the the book that you think could get some mileage here? I don't know out of the main book, but in the the new strats they present, there's a few of them that we'll we'll get into. But I like uh, surprise and glory hogs or glory boys. I think those are two good ones, um, as well as tactical awareness. But we'll get yep. into those in a bit. But there's there's three good ones right there. Um, and if you guys want to keep talking for a second, I'll see what I can pull up on well, the main. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make a couple useful. of comments. I'll make a couple of comments while he's looking at that. The, the thing is with, with orcs I'm finding with the book is that I'm not using a huge amount of CP. Mm. And so I'm not finding that I'm craving. Yeah. Oh, if this stratagem, I wish some of the stratagems were cheaper, but I, I'm not really running out generally. Um, yep. So I guess I can't really complain too much. I think yeah. it's more that some of the strats just aren't, they're so situational that you're only going to see a few of those situations in a particular game. Now, if anybody following at home wants to go straight to the strategic strats in their orc codex to get an idea of things, page 63 is where you want to go. And it starts off with uh, Tide of Muscle, Unstoppable Momentum, Grot Shield is a nice one in there. Also, Teleporter yeah. as well, and uh, Lumbering Strides, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It runs down from there. So I think some of the better ones are there, or well, some of the more, I just need to be better in combat, bang, make that free ones are there for you. Um, Seth, what are your thoughts? I think Tide of Muscle is actually kind of the the surprise one there because when we get into a lot of the Blood X stuff, you're going to want to be in terrain. Mm. um, And one of the nice pieces of terrain to be in anymore is a a piece of dense terrain. And so being able to sit in that piece of terrain, get all the benefits that you want from that terrain, and then being able to, for normally one CP, but now with this guy free, just say, hey, I'm not going to take the negative two while I charge. Mm. Yeah, exactly um, right. So it lets you kind of burst out of those those defensible positions. Um, so I like that. Yeah, I, I I think it's not bad. I can't see the thing is I can't see people taking this though. Um, no, there's it, too it's, many good. There's too many good warlord traits. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the, the thing I'm finding about orc players at the moment is that they've got the reverse uh, the reverse tool set to Drakari. You know, Drakari, you take your three patrols, and then you got this whole bucket of strats because you got a bucket of CP because you get to do it. Whereas I see orcs front-loading all their CP use. They're all buying extra relics, extra wall of traits, extra everything, and they're not worrying about having a big pool to play with in-game. Is that how, is that how you guys see it as well? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and you have to remember with orcs, uh, a lot of things are going to get locked behind who your actual warlord is. Warlord is, yeah. Um, and unlike the, the main book where you can have 
access to your clan-specific warlord trait without that being your warlord. Um, this warlord trait is locked behind who your warlord is. So you actually have to have a blood yeah. axe warlord, yeah. um, which means you're giving up one of those other valuable sets of relics and stratagems. Mm. All right, next up is counter tactics. This is an aura. Well, friendly blood axe's core unit is within six of this warlord. That unit is eligible to perform heroic intervention as if it was a character. I I love this until I think about how orcs play at the moment. Is that does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Rich? It's just orcs want to be charging. So they're mm. not really sitting around waiting for charges. So, I mean, it's, again, it's there's there's usage for it. Um, and I guess in certain builds, maybe. But in general, I it's just orcs want to be going full out. If you're playing an assault army, you're going to be going as fast as you can towards the enemy. So it's, it's situationally useful. Mm. What about you, Seth? Yeah, I mean, I think um, if we, you know, kind of fast forwarding to kind of what I think I'd see coming out of this book is uh, a detachment of of multiple uh, commando units uh, mm -hmm. that are kind of forward deployed. Um, if you can keep your warlord near them, it does at least, if you clump those units together, kind of threaten your opponent that if you charge one, you're going to get caught by all three of these mm. units. Yeah. Um, so at least it's... I, I think of it more of a this warlord trait. It's it's useful, but it's more about having the threat because I don't think most yeah. opponents are going to. You're not going to be like you know what I'm going to charge a unit of witches into one unit of commandos, and then the other two units are going to you know heroically intervene mm. into me. You're not going to kill all those commandos with those witches, and then they're going to pick up that witch squad. So your opponent's not going to usually fall for that, but it's the threat of hey, if you touch one of these, I'm going to hit you with multiple. Yeah, exactly right. Well, Seth, continue. Tell us about the last of these warlord traits, because I think this is the most interesting, obviously. <laughs> um, duck and cover uh, is the name of our last warlord trait. At the start of your <laughs> opponent's shooting phase, if the warlord is wholly within an area terrain feature, select one friendly Blood Axe boys or Blood Axe commandos units wholly within that terrain feature. Until the end of that phase, that unit cannot be selected as the target of a ranged attack made by enemy models that are more than 12 inches away from that terrain feature. Spicy. There's a little bit to unpack here, but what are your thoughts? Yep. I think this is um, with, with certain terrain setups, people are going towards trying to make uh, the the backfield objectives hmm. not be behind obscuring. Um, so if that if if you can finagle a way to have a a unit of boys or commandos on that backfield objective, but wholly within a terrain feature, um, which is kind of where it gets a little bit dicey, you could basically make some backfield units untargetable. Um, yes. Which I, I like that because then you're talking about a low investment of, you know, 90 points for a unit of 10 boys just to be like, mm -hmm. this is our objective and you can't shoot at us. Yes. So good luck. Exactly um, right. And in addition to that, I, th I feel like, I mean, I'm really hoping Chapter Approved gives some love to some of the the backline shooting orc units, things like flashkits, things like looters, so we can see them again. This feels like a yep. way to make them feel okay to take. Except it's only for boys and commandos. Oh, where yep. does it say that? Yeah, oh, it's, it's actually it's, just uh, said, Adam, uh, there you go, tick off the bingo yeah. card, guys. Adam read it wrong. Um, <laughs> That's I thought one it, thing, like, just I cheap thought it said boys, because <laughs> you know, normally a cheap unit of boys, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm just going to point at that, and it's not going to live very long. Mm. Um, but at least as you're like, you don't even, you can't even, you know, I don't care about your, you know, your hive guard, or if you're playing yeah. some orcs, rocket trucks, or whatever, you're just like, nope, you can't shoot them. They're just going to sit there. Well, that's a good, so, it's a good CP, right? If you just pay, got to say, at the start of the game, you got to pay one CP to make sure you held a backfield objective without your opponent have any, having any say. That's a good CP, right? That's, did you pay that? Well, and Adam, yeah, but again, a, you have to be the, the warlord has to be blood axes to get this. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So and that's I, the, the trade-off. I'm going to give a, just a, here's a, a deep dive tactically. So if you had a warlord that maybe, a, so you could say um, a, like a shock attack gun warlord 
that mm-hmm. had this strat. And then you had a boys unit that hides in terrain within three of him. And he's sitting on an objective with lines of sight. That's kind of a, that could be interesting because then he can shoot and sit there and he's within three of them. So they can't be targeted be, because of yeah. him and he can't and he be can't targeted be because mm-hmm. of them. And so that's, that would be a, yeah. a nifty little, little trick. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of yeah. maybe, but it, that could be nasty if you really wanted to play this. Well, there's yeah. a, there's a relic coming up on the next page, which might be the go for that as well. Um, which is a perfect segue. Let's, let's jump on. Mm. It's called the straight shooter. It's the first of the relics. Model equipped with a custom shooter only. This relic replaces a custom shooter has the following profile. Uh, range 24, DACA 14 slash 10. <laughs> Strength 5 minus 1, 1 damage. Each time you select a target for this weapon, you can ignore the look at Sir roll, uh, rule. Sorry. Each time an attack is made with this weapon and a modified wound roll of 6 inflicts a mortal wound on the target in addition to any damage. So it is a machine gun sniper rifle with 14 shots possibly, which of course will yeah. get extra. It's hilarious. And Adam, you yeah. could put that on a big mech and you have a ballistic skill 4+. plus. Exactly. And that guy can yep. be giving out a KFF as well as holding down your backfield. And yeah, seems not horrible. No, no. no. I mean, it's not a pistol. We know how you feel about pistols. I'm, well, it's a shame it's not a pistol, is it? I can't. That's what, <laughs> if it was a pistol, I could discard it out of, you know, just yeah, out exactly. of sheer meme value. But I actually yeah. have to think about this thing as being like, is this okay to take? Is this actually legitimately all right? Tell me I'm wrong. It's good, but. You're- Again, like orcs are kind of, I wouldn't say spoiled, but there's a lot of other relics that you're going to rather take. And mm. with you being capped at three total for the army, you know, your free one and then two extra with the the stratagem. I yep. don't know how often this will make the cut. Well, it's, it's not that I think it's good. It's that I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> definitely hilarious. Speak. Yeah. Uh, uh, and telling your opponent you've got it. And then they're like, they just, I don't know, misplay a Skatari Marshall or something. <laughs> you're like, ha, ha, ha. You know, you got a whole. <laughs> the, the big brain play is you to jump that thing. Okay, you can't to jump. The jump's core. Right. Yes. Uh, gone, gone is the teleporting sniper. I know. I know. I, I've been bad touched by that, so I'm happy that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> um, who wants to go to the next one? Uh, Rich, tell us about Fight yeah. Detector. Fight Detector. I love the name for that. At the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase, if an enemy unit was set up as reinforcements this turn within 12 inches of the bearer, you can select one Blood Axe core unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any any enemy units and within six inches of the bearer. That Blood Axe unit can declare a charge as if it were your charge phase, but its models can only declare that enemy unit as the target of that charge. Add two to the to that charge roll. Holy crap, I love this. Yeah, this is this is actually really, really good. This could be um, you know, I mean if somebody if somebody knows about it, you don't want gotcha moment, so you're gonna tell them about it, but a lot of people will forget about it. So if you have it, it could come in really key in an important situation. So, well, even if they have it, sometimes they just choose like, "Hey, I've I've got to drop this unit here. I don't have a choice to get scramblers, or yeah. you know, I've got to go. You know, mm. I've got to try to get in at this angle to try yeah. to you know shoot them. And and you're just you're just they're going to hope you fail the seven inch charge. Right. Well, so I mean, I know they're not in vogue at the moment. It's not a meta pick, but you think about the amount of border a max unit of boys takes up. Like that's a whole table quarter of just boys spread out in max coherency. You can't deep strike anywhere without being slaughtered with a seven rerollable like on charge. In, 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 and so you just yeah. blo- completely block out things like like you said you guys said scramblers like you know rod is just out of the question for a couple of turns and all yeah. you need to do is just get a turn or two of value out of this and it's essentially denying four points to your opponent which is incredible um I, once again i'm not sure it makes the cut but i think there's a place for it but seth what are your thoughts um i think my favorite part about that is the description on the uh ever or the uh 
GW community page where they said it's definitely not in a stolen Auspex scanner. <laughs> That's what I love. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not that. Yeah. They didn't steal that. They made this themselves. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I this really makes me yearn for the days where we could uh, choose our our warlord traits and psychic powers when we mm, do we were playing. Exactly right. right. Um, me too. Yeah. Because that would be that would be really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's an interesting play with it. Running it with a few big blobs of boys and just say like, because you could you could string multiple big blobs back to exactly right within six inches of that bear yep. and just be like, this entire area, don't come near it. Well, um, and certain armies, that's not going to be a big deal. But other armies that are deep strike heavy are just going to go, well, crap. Yeah. Well, in the old book, this thing would be almost auto take because you could blob yeah. up because I say you're already blobbing up around a KFF anyway. Put it on the same boy, and all of a sudden you have a reactive charge against anybody trying to have inroads in almost your entire army as it moves up the table. Oh, did you bring you brought Sangard down. Ah, oh, it's a shame. You know, in we go. You know, it's yep. uh, <laughs> it feels good. It feels quite good. It's almost like it's it's a stooping dive, pseudo stooping stooping dive. Um, yeah. Well, and, and it's better because you get that plus two. Yeah. Um, the blood and we have the inbuilt can declare a charge if it was your charge phase, but its models can only. So if you charge them in your in their turn, you count as charging, and you activate before you they sure do as well. And they don't. It's and and they exactly. can't charge. And, they can't. And that's that's so a huge good. momentum swing because yeah. if it's a shooting unit, it's not going to get the shoot, and if it's a combat unit, you're going to get the punch before it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the most hilarious thing that could happen. Yeah, is your opponent deep strikes like five scions to get rod. You charge them in their turn, and in, you essentially get like a, a thirty inch slingshot. Because you charge in their turn, kill that unit, advance pile, sorry, pile and consolidate, move advance and charge with a while the next turn. And you just go, ah, oh, yep, I wasn't going to make any charges next turn. Now I'm making the best charge you've ever seen in, in my own turn because I've just got this beautiful slingshot. Um, yep. I think this is a, a skill ceiling unit because using this as a deterrent, I think, is the best way to do it. Like writing on your list as in like saying, I, this exists, so you can't take rod. This exists, so you can't play engage. So, and it just all of a sudden, it's just hugely impressive to what your opponent thinks they can take for secondaries i think that's yeah. the best way that's probably the best way of using because like you said better players will just play around it right yeah but yeah. The, the the effect that they have on their their mission their secondaries mm. i think will be noticeable mm, spot on um seth tell us about the last one which is probably the the least noteworthy <laughs> easily oh, come on it's a broken box cast with the orcas <laughs> yelling through how could you not like this thing uh, it's, if you have the golf rocker models this is the perfect uh, relic for them that's true uh, this is this is the noise box uh the noise box gives the bearer the following aura while an enemy unit with us in six inches of this model subtract one from the leadership characteristics of models in that unit if this model has destroyed any character units during the battle subtract three from the leadership characteristic instead and subtract one from combat attrition test for that unit so it modifies your opponent's leadership and combat attrition um i don't know that there's any other armies that have problems with leadership and combat nope. attrition except orcs <laughs> i was about to say is this just like the only the only time this is good is in the mirror match is that is that fair to say probably yeah i mean because like what most rikari aren't going to care about it no. most <laughs> aren't super going to care about it marines aren't gonna uh, marines, yeah. yeah so yeah right now you know maybe the meta shifts around and maybe nids get some new mechanics with uh you know, with uh, changes in synapse, mm. or maybe Gene Steeler Cult, because, you know, Gene Steeler Cult, they're always popping out of nowhere. So maybe they don't have good morale support or something like that. So, you know, maybe, but right now, yeah. Fair. All right. Straight into the stratagems. Rich, you want to take us away with the first? Sure. You just stratagem in the fight phase when a Blood Axe Stormboys unit is selected to fight until the end of the phase. Add one to the strength characteristic of models in the unit. Uh, if it contains 10 or fewer models, this stratagem costs 1 CP. Otherwise, it costs 2 CP. Oh, what's it called? It's a. It's called Young, Young Bloods. Bloods. Mm, nice. Which, uh, how fun. I mean, you know, 
this this could be super fun if you ran big units of of storm boys and and just said, well, I'm just going to go for it, and I hope I go first, mm. and uh, that would be that'd be crazy and very powerful if you if you were able to pull that off. Well, even even then, I mean, it's just one CP on a unit of five guys. If you're blood axes, you're, you're probably taking you know at least two or three units of five storm boys, if not bigger units, just because they're so freaking amazing and getting your secondary points. But when you mm. need them to go and kill ten guardsmen, or you, sorry, or you need them. To, sorry, better example, you need to go and maybe try and kill uh, you know two or three intercessors because then you'll hold an objective over you know five to five to two, yeah. five to three. A plus one strength is a huge threshold to go over. Strength it four is. to strength five. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Would that would that put a um would that put a big chopper up to strength eight? It would. It would. That's, that's that's another huge huge break point. Um, Seth, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, the problem is you can't put a can't big chop on a storm boy. Uh, yeah, agree. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. This is, this is why you're here, gentlemen, to keep me yeah. honest. <laughs> so the, um, I, I like it, um, but you always have to have the natural comparison when you're talking about making an orc strength five of well, what if it was just goths instead? It's true. It's true. Because goths are going to charge enemy strength five. I like it. Um, we'll we'll kind of get to this later, but I think I think if you build a utility attachment out of uh, blood axis, it's going to be a combination of probably like a spearhead with a couple, you know, three units of commandos mm. and two units of storm boys and maybe snickerod or whatever character you want. Yep. Um, and and this makes those things useful because they can be running around playing your mission. And then you're right. This is this is like most stratagems in the orc book this is not a every mission every time stratagem this is hey you know what i do actually have an opportunity to go do some damage with these storm boys and i need them mm. to and this is a one cp strat to bump them up in their efficacy spot on seth keep going tell us about the next one uh this is got em trap this is the one that was previewed earlier this week on the uh, gw community page use a stratagem start of the fight phase select one enemy unit with engagement range of two or more blood axe units excluding characters from your army until the end of the phase each time a blood axe model makes an attack against that unit and an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit so exploding sixes in yep. combat and this costs you two cp um again i always ask the question well what if i was just goffs yeah fair 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 i mean yeah, so two cp seems a bit rough for that yeah. seeing as i know i know nids got it for one slash two um yeah, and it's not one of the uh, the stratagems that you can reduce the CP cost with the exactly. warlord trait. Yeah. So it's it's always going to be two CP. Hmm. So yeah, I, it, I this one sounds cool, but I think it's going to again not see much play except for that like one time you run two units of five commandos into a blob of like thirty termagants, and you're like. I just need more punches to yeah. get this done. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, uh, Rich, keep us going to the next one. Trigger Discipline um, is this one's name. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a Blood Axe Luda's unit from your army is selected to shoot. Select one enemy vehicle until the end of that phase. Each time a model in that Luda's unit suffers an attack against that vehicle unit. Oh, makes it. Sorry, makes. You can reroll that the hit roll. If that Luda's unit contains... Ten or fewer models. The strategy costs one CP. Otherwise, it costs two. So, it's, yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, is it good? Yeah, re- re-roll. If you're bringing Ludas, this is this is an excellent, excellent strategy. Yeah, because um, Ludas have a lot of bullets coming out. Of yeah, them what's yes, the over? Do. What's the over under Ludas? Because I I've not heard or seen of them since this new book came out. What's the deal? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, uh, their their gun is now DACA 3-2 with a 48-inch range and strength 7, neg 1, 2 damage. Um, yep. So if you got a unit of 10 Lutas and 24 inches, you're putting out 30 shots, hitting on fives, re-rolling. Seems good. And for one <laughs> CP, you're re-rolling. That's, that's yeah. really good. Seems yeah, so, good. 
if if we're in, if we if the meta shifts where we start to get some of these lighter vehicles running around mm. with that strength seven neg one two damage, um, is is the profile you want? I would not be surprised yeah. um, to see those thrown into that because they they would be a heavy support choice. So if you're doing that utility detachment, those those slots are open, so you can just plump those in there and say, "Cool, these guys are just going to go hang out in some woods somewhere." Mm. Um, you know, get you know basically plus one to their save and negative one to hit and re-roll to hit when they're shooting mm. and just say. These fire lanes don't come into them. Yeah, well, so there are some there are some things out here. I mean, I think raiders are not in decline, but we're not seeing the the seven or eight raiders we, yeah. per list that we saw before. We're still seeing like four and five. Uh, so there are still things for like uh, looters to hunt. You're probably just not going all in. You're probably going, you know, uh, arguably you're probably not going a ten man, or maybe you're going one, and you're definitely not spamming them. But yeah, just to have it, have this in your back pocket seems pretty good. Um, <laughs> All right, surprise! <laughs> Exclamation point is up next. It's one CP. You strategy him at the start of the fight phase. Select one Black Axe Commandos unit that is wholly within area terrain until the end of the phase. While an enemy unit is within engaged range of this unit, that enemy unit cannot make use of any rules that allow it to fight first and never counts as having made a charge move this turn, irrespective of any abilities that unit may have. Each time an attack is made against that unit, extract one from the attack's hit roll. This is phenomenal if it wasn't so hard to line up. Yeah, I think this is just down to how often are we going to see the area terrain keywords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's so rest- I mean, I mean the, the terms and conditions there, T's and C's, um, are mm-hmm. phenomenal because it, it's the perfect the perfect wording for you truly fight last. You don't have any say. Your fight's first. It doesn't exist. It's gone. doesn't matter. You're fighting last. Um, the thing is, though, as soon as you, as soon as, like, if I was playing a Blood Axe opponent and I've already, like, you know, Last year, I got bad touch by this. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm shooting the one in area terrain, and I'm charging the one that's not in area terrain. That's like, right. it's, yeah. it's just, it's just not a thing I'm willing to you know play with. Either that, or the terminators go into the one in area terrain. I don't care if you fight first. You know, you kill a terminator. Whoop de do. Um, yeah. What do you guys think, uh, Rich? Uh, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not like it's not amazing. But there there could be situations where, and this is a lot of orc stratagems are like this. Situations where mm. that comes in clutch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a nice one to have um, if you're playing a Blood Axe army. And we keep saying, well, why are I not playing Goff? Some people just like to stick to their clan, and yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with that. And if they're playing and that, they now have more toys and more tools to use to buff their army. Absolutely. And importantly, I, we didn't mention this at the top, it just says, if your army includes any Blood Axe attachments, you have access to these stratagems. Mm. So you can use any of these stratagems uh, if you have just a Blood Axe attachment. It does not have to include your Warlord. So you do have access to these with any of those Blood Axe attachments. Yes. I think this is actually um, a, a fairly good deterrent strat, similar to uh, the Fight Detector. Yep. Um, because I, 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 I stopped taking commandos for a while in my list because I would frequently forward to deploy them to either block my opponent from being able to forward deploy themselves or to make sure I, I took up good, good real estate near some midfield objectives. And a lot of boards anymore, you do have a good piece of uh, terrain that you can try to hide in and commandos get that plus two to their save. So they're fairly durable. Um, but then your opponent just charges in with something and kills them. And I like that for this purpose because you're saying, no, you, you don't want to charge in and kill me because if you do, I'm going to fight for you and I'm getting plus one to wound because I'm in terrain. Mm. Um, so it, it just, it discourages that type of, and if you're going to do it, you're gonna have to send something that can take, you know, five, 10 commandos punching it in the face before it gets a swing. Um, and most opponents won't want to send something like that in, like a unit of incubi with with a character from from Jukari, because then they're just going to go, okay, cool, now you're out in the opener, and I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting little trade mechanic, and I like it for that purpose. Not fair, and a great point about the the, adding, uh, the stacking deterrents that now are available to blood axes. Um, 
Next up, Rich. Glory Boys, the 1CP. Use this stratagem in your charge phase when a Blood Axes unit from your army makes a charge move. Select one enemy unit that was a target of that charge. Until the end of the phase, each time a Blood Axe Storm Boys unit declares that enemy unit as a target of a charge, add two to that charge roll. I like this. I, I like this too. There, so there's a, there's a, I think it's a relic. It's either a relic or a warlord trait. Follow me boys. And mm. it's warlord trait. And I have dabbled and dabbled going, Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I, I haven't brought it. Well, I think I brought it in a test game and it was good, but yeah, something, something like a stratagem like this, where you can use it situ- situationally is actually very powerful. Um, if you're running a, a big blood accept army. Yeah, agreed. Seth, what are your thoughts? I well, and the interesting thing is, I believe it would be oh. able to stack with Follow mm. Me Lads. Oh, so wow. you could put you could put a bike, put this, you know, Follow Me Lads on a bike boss or something like that. That's you know, blood axes. Run that into your opponent, and now those those little storm boy units that are floating around, they're like, cool. We're all getting plus three to charge that thing. Um, <laughs> so if you really need to push in on your opponent, and then use some of those other strats like Young Bloods to get yeah. that extra. Uh, strength or get them trapped to exploding sixes. Um, so I think this is, you know, this is a lot of CP for this play, mm. but you can you can make a pretty threatening mob out of a couple units of Storm Boys and a, a fast-moving character or, or other unit. Do Storm well, Boys it, have... It, it just any Blood Axe unit. It could be bikes, yeah. it could be a vehicle, it could be whatever. Think about this, too. Um, you could deep strike and get that plus three to, to the charge. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yep. really so, powerful. So then, so then you're hiding that character. He's moving up behind like commandos or something like that, so he's not easily targetable. And then he runs in on a wog turn, so a bike can move 20 inches on a wog turn and charge. Mm-hmm. And he's going in. He's moving up 20. He's charging, and then you're with plus three. You're getting what uh, six inch charges off those yeah. boys at a yeah. deep strike. And you're still orcs, yeah. So you're still getting rerolls, right? Yeah. Yep. And and remember, you don't. You know, it might be that he that bike's charging. You know, if you're playing against an infantry, uh, you know, heavy army, um, you know, he might be charging into one unit, and those storm boys can go tag multiple or vehicle mm-hmm. heavy army and tag multiple yep. vehicles yep. and just say, hey, these two units of storm boys and this character, they're just charging in and tagging basically everything you have. That that strat plus plus young bloods plus, um, you know, follow me lads makes me feel like I wouldn't mind having one chunkier unit of storm boys to go and do some damage to actually just be like a, a, a pseudo Vanguard vet unit yeah. that, that goes in with a combo character. You know, the, storm boys are 11 points a piece. That's so amazing. They're not, they're well, not too horrible. Adam, Adam, if you really wanted to go gung ho with this, you could plan your army around this and have like yeah. three big units of storm boys and yeah. say, I'm throwing my biker in, and all these storm boys all, are mm-hmm. going to be charging in. Mm-hmm. Or you can do multiple waves because it triggers off anything with the blood axe keyword. So, you know, the first turn it's storm boys going in with a war boss, and then the next turn, oh, I've got you know another unit that moved up. It charged yeah. in. Boom, two more units yeah. of storm boys going. Yeah. Well, that's that's. Do you think do you think about some of the the large units that we're still yet to see in the game right now? I'm expecting. I, I know for a fact the top tyranny players are taking big units of gaunts. You know, sometimes devil gaunts, mm-hmm. sometimes flesh borer gaunts. The amount of table they take up. So you charge in your biker captain or your unit of bikers or just whatever fart a, a single death copter. Who cares? Um, yeah. And you select that unit. And then you can have blood axes deep striking all the, around the periphery of that, getting that plus plus two to charge. Not maybe not the plus three for the because you need to be in aura yeah. range for the follow me lads. Yeah, 
I don't believe so. I think you just have to have made the charge, but I'll oh, check then, while you keep then going. Be- then beautiful. And then, yeah, they could get charges from every- so many different angles and take up so much real estate. But you're right. This makes me think that, like, one bigger unit of Storm Boys, just to be a beater, just to go in and just slap somebody down or take away a, a nice piece of their army is really, really, really sick. And, you know, um, I, as I think about this, and maybe we'll talk about something like this in, in part two, but... I mean, imagine a, a list where you're thinking for the for the mirror match into the freebooters list. I've got all my assault absolutely up in strike. You yeah, got three units of fifteen sitting up yeah. there, and you have a character on a bike that goes, "Okay, all you buggies, I'm coming in and I'm charging all of you." Mm, exactly you don't right. Have yeah. a way, you don't have a way to fall back and charge. So now I have forty five guys fighting you on the objectives, and yeah. you're not shooting anything. Well, you're shooting <laughs> but, guys, but, but I'm yeah. And I'll hop in here. I just checked. Follow me, lads. Does not have a range restriction. Perfect. It just if the right. warlord made a charge, yep. and any other clan orc units that that target that that thing as a charge target will also get the plus one. So you can that, really combo up heavy here. This might be enough. This might be enough to make a little a little little sneaky four hundred five hundred point part of your army just to yep. like have some surgical oomph. Um, I love it. All right. Uh, next up is spotted him one CP. You just strategize him at the start of your shooting phase. Select one enemy unit within twelve of and visible to a blood axe commandos unit from your army. To the end of that phase, each time a blood axe model in your army makes an attack against the enemy unit, the target does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. Benefits of cover so that will be light and heavy, so no minus one or no plus one to their save. Um, for one CP, you know it's not not the worst out there. But what what kind of gun do you see this being applicable for? Like what unit gets benefit here? Uh, you know, it, it goes back to what are those backfield uh, shooting units doing? Um, it does have to be a blood axe thing. So maybe if you are bringing in those Ludas for trigger discipline, mm-hmm. um, maybe it, it, it's going in there. But otherwise, a lot of, you know, I've, I've seen some people play the buggies as blood axes to give them access to that fallback and shoot. Mm-hmm. So you could combo it up there because um, a lot of buggy lists already are taking commandos uh, to be their kind of objective holders and their uh, action uh, you know, yep. squads. So I think it could combo up there nicely because uh really minus one to hit really just makes orc shooting really sad i was about to say i feel like it's like a daca jet gets the best mileage out of this yeah <laughs> yeah it could yeah, yeah certainly um fair enough um seth what are your thoughts oh, sorry apologies richard what are your thoughts yeah <laughs> uh, it's it's okay i i'm yeah i mean there's there's situations where it's useful but in general uh i don't see a lot of heavy blood axe shooting lists but mm. um if there's Possible. If you've ever shot at a Terminator with a Storm Shield and cover, <laughs> yeah. you, will, you will want to use the strat. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Well, Seth, sticking with you, tell us about the next. This is, I think, my favorite strategy. This is Tactical Awareness, uh, with a K, of course. This is a 2CP strat. Use the strategy at the start of any phase. Select one Blood Axe unit from your army. Until the end of that turn, that unit can start to perform an action, even if advanced this turn. That unit can make range attacks without any, without any action it is performing failing. And if that unit is has the character keyword it can still use any or abilities it has while performing an action specifically the part i love about this is the advance mm. because storm boys auto advance six, six. Uh, and so you have a unit of storm boys that can go 18 inches and still perform an action so you can <laughs> run you can run uh, on, uh, on dawn of war you can run pretty much any quarter turn one yeah yep and yeah. this this ties right back into the synergy of you taking multiple units of storm boys in this detachment so if you get towards the end of the game you're like oh i really need to get that last table quarter for rod you're like am i within 18 inches of where Wait. i need to be Cool. Done. Oh, sorry, I'm, I might be wrong. You have to be within. You have to be six inches in from the the the, the table, yeah. right? So maybe yeah. you, no, you can't. You can't run turn one from um thing because you have to go twelve plus six. You, that that would be six. You'd be just you'd be one inch short, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well it depends so on the, the table. Some of the don't have you twelve away from the center anymore. Right. 
not all the deployments are 12 inches from the center. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, I like it because usually where I find myself struggling with Rod is those late games, getting those mm-hmm. last table quarters where you're just like, I just don't have enough movement, you know, and this is like, okay, well, before I'd be like, well, I'm going to advance this turn, try to live and then get it next turn. And this, you can be like, no. And again, mm-hmm. it's also one of those uh, strategic ploy stratagems. So if you are going really heavy into blood axis and you have that warlord trait, you can say, hey, this is just one CP and one of those units is going to do it. What um what auras would you be worried about losing? Uh, KFF Sonora. Um, ah, so perfect. That yeah, would be absolutely. a concern. Um, yep. And then uh, that, uh, what is it? The uh, fight detect is an aura. Um, so if you're, if you're leaning on that, uh, you know, your warlord, usually your war boss is plus one to hit mm. as an aura. So any of those things that you might be concerned about still keeping that, um, that yeah. that's going to stick around. Well, I don't know if that's the mo- most useful part. Mm. Well, and so Adam, if, you, if you really wanted to plan for your rod on the first turn, you could throw five storm boys in a truck they get out three inches, yeah. then yeah. They, they go 18, mm. and they can pretty much do any, any quarter. Exactly right. Yep. And that's, that's, yep. that's, if you're really worried about it, you just do it with commandos if you go first anyway. Because yes. um, yep. <laughs> they just, yeah, move up. All right, last one. Special, uh, you know, of course, special spelling on special. Uh, special <laughs> ammo is the stratagem. One CP slash two CP. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a blood axe unit from your army is selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, shooter models that are equipped with are equipped with have a type characteristic of DAC of 4-2 and an unpenetration characteristic of negative 1. This includes the shooter profile of combi weapons. If that unit contains 10 or more models and 1 CP, otherwise it's 2. So until the end of the phase, shooter models in that unit are equipped with that unit are equipped with. So the, yeah, yeah, the wording there is not great. <laughs> what? The, the easy way to remember this is the the normal orc shooter is DACA three two, and now it's yeah. DACA four two. So four two. So basically, you're getting an extra shot at half range, and and you get the armor penetration, which they don't have to begin with. So hmm. um, that that's kind of the easy way for me to remember it. Well, you can combo this with the ignoring cover as well to essentially get another mm-hmm. pseudo neg two, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's cute. Um, I assume I assume war is it war bikers would get much use out of this. No, they they have different guns. They have big shooters. Don't yeah, they? yeah, they have dagger yeah. guns. Yeah, which is different. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so confusing, boys. Um, is this any good, Richard? Um, not no no. <laughs> if, you're, if you're taking if you're taking shooter boys, then. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you took a blob of 30 and, and you got them all in nine inches or you use the strat to count as being in half range, you know, then you're yeah. like, ah, now I'm putting out 120 shots of strength four and egg one, but you're still hitting on fives. Exactly right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Blood Axe supplement. So first off the top, Richard, what are your thoughts over all of this? And having gone through it and sitting at nauseam with it, how good do you think it is for Orc players? And do you think you'll see it much use? I, I think it's great for people who are really dedicated to blood axes. I think mm. I think that for those guys, this is super fun. It gives them lots of options, um, and and it and it does. It's very thematic. It's mm. and some of them are fairly effective. So for those people, I I see a few. I have some ideas that we'll share later about maybe a competitive list or two. But I don't think it gives you a lot of over the top if you're playing mm. super competitive orcs. I don't think this really brings you up very much. Yeah. So <laughs> give it, a, give us a rating for the the Blood Axe supplement out of ten. Ten being you know Cult of Strife, ridiculously incredible, and zero being Cadia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a six. Yeah, sorry, Katie's actually not that bad. Katie's not a zero, but yeah, um, <laughs> it was the one that came to mind first. So yeah, six out of ten, that's good. So just just better than a, a little bit better than a pass. Nice. What about yourself, Seth? Yeah. 
I, I'd probably go with a seven out of ten. Um, my thoughts are that I've there's been a few lists already running blood axes doing mm-hmm. fairly well in a few different iterations. So just giving those players more tools um, and commandos and storm boys, which are really the, the two units that are kind of pushed with these stratagems yes. are already good units that we've seen mm-hmm. on the table. So giving, you know, people different ways and to play with those models. Um, I think there's definitely some options here. Um, I guess in my mind, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's a single detachment in your army. Um, and a lot of times people are running a detachment of commandos and storm boys at death skulls yeah. to get them that obsec. And does this replace that? I don't know. Mm. That's fair. That obsec is very hard to pass. So for yeah. myself, I'm actually going to go one step further. Um, I'm actually thinking I'm going to give it an eight because mm. I look at the. I, I, so here's the thing yeah, all the tools that are given to you are phenomenal tools, but all of them have like one step further terms and conditions than you would have seen out of the Cult of Strife book. The Cult of Strife, oh yeah, just pay a CP, no Overwatch. Oh, just, just you know, fight again and all the other bonkers crap it got. You have a charge deterrent in the fight detector. You have, um, you know, plus strength opportunities. You have fights last opportunities. You have um, the tactical awareness opportunities. You have glory boys, you know, extra charge opportunities. When you add up all the actual just tools in the toolbox it added, it's actually a huge amount of stuff. But I just I, I I find it hard to quantify how you're going to use them all effectively in a game. You know, maybe you'll use one. Maybe you'll use one or two of those will get activated. And that's where I see it. It's, it's it just can't hold. Actually, sorry, I'm going back down to a seven. It's not an eight. Apologies. <laughs> um, because all the tools are there, but they're so, they're so much harder to use than other other things of the same ilk. Like the Cult of Strife would have just gotten all this stuff for breathing. You know, <laughs> where yes. the orc book has to, has, has to work for all of it. That's rather, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um. The one, the one that I just love. I mean, so you you also have I can't be shot um, opportunity as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so if it, it's just jank, I think it's just you just you just got another another toolbox of jank added to it. And if you can make it work, if you're good enough to make it work, I think it's pretty strong. Um, it just doesn't hold a candle to what orcs are the, the power orcs are wielding now in their their free boost lists. Um, which is a perfect segue. Who would have thought? <laughs> so, <laughs> speed mob, gentlemen. First up. It's like you've uh, done Richard. this before, Adam. It's like I've done it before. Jeez, oh, just natural. Um, <laughs> tell us about the Speedwire. Uh, Richard, jump in first. I want you to tell us about the restrictions and the benefits, and then um, Seth, tell us about the abilities you get. All so right. your, your army can only include speed freaks, wagon, and aircraft units. And that's that's actually a really big restriction. If big it had deal. been your detachment, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. maybe I would be more excited about this, but your whole army can only be that. I, I that really frustrating. Yeah, wow. Okay, so that means, like we just said about how good commandos and storm boys are for just about every damn list. This is like, sorry, can't take any. Um, continue. What are the benefits? Was that Seth or me? Oh yeah, Rich, keep on. Okay. Tell us about the yep. yeah. all of the units. The benefits are all of the units from your army gain the speed mob keyword. You have access to the speed freaks, speed mob warlord trait, stratagems, mm-hmm. and vehicle custom jobs. If your army is Battleforged, the command benefits of the Outrider Detachment is changed to a plus three inch command, is to change to plus three command points if your Warlord is part of this detachment. Speed yep. Freaks units from your army gain the Adrenaline Junkies ability, see below. And if your army is Battleforged, Speed Freaks Bikers units from your army gain the OBSEC ability, which is amazing. 
so as soon as as soon as I read this, I was like, ra- cries in Ravenwing uh, because that's literally like the Ravenwing Outrider. You get your three CP back and you get um, obsec on the bikers. Um, but I feel like this is a hard comparison. Well, firstly, I think you're, you're taking an army of renown, so I could I just could take a detachment in, in Dark Angels. And I could take other detachments with other stuff. You have to take nothing but this. But what is adrenaline junkies? Because there are a lot of freaking dot points here, Seth. Tell us about it. There are, and it's that's more nuanced than you think. So mm-hmm. adrenaline junkies is the ability that all of these speed freaks within the speed mob get. So importantly, the wagons and the aircrafts do not, do not. get this. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind. So uh, Adrenaline Junk is the first bullet point. This unit never gains a clan culture, but its inclusion in attachment does not prevent other units from the detachment, excluding other units with this ability, from gaining a clan culture. So what that would mean is if you took a speed mob army and you decided that you wanted to be evil sons, the units in the army would all have the evil sun keyword, but only the wagons and the aircraft would gain the benefit of, yeah. of that. Well, And that's important because you could do free Buddhas. Mm-hmm. And you could get a kill with with one of these speed freak units, and they still have the keyword of free Buddhas, so that would yes. trigger the plus one for the wagons for the and the pl- aircraft. Exactly right. Um, yeah, but it, it, would, it, so, would, it wouldn't go the other yeah. way, would it? It would not, but it would also yeah. give you access to those uh, particular uh, clans, warlord traits, relics, stratagems. So just keep that in mind when we're going forward. Um, the second bullet point, each time this unit fights, if it made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention this turn, that the unit, until the end of that fight phase, adds one to the attack characteristic of each model in that unit. Cute. Um, so plus one attack if you charge or do a heroic intervention. Always good. Mm-hmm. Each time this unit... It, this unit advances in your movement phase until the end of your shooting phase. It counts as having made a normal move instead. Ooh. This is what every orc player was screaming for when they saw the DACA weapon profile. Mm-hmm. They want to go fast with their DACA weapons, get up close to get that half range and be able to shoot them. And now you can. Um, finally, each model in this unit, uh, has a six plus invulnerable save in your movement phase. Each time this unit is selected to make an advance roll uh, until the start of the next movement phase, models in that unit have a five plus invulnerable save. Is it just me, or did they not need to give you so much? <laughs> it's a lot. They gave you so much here. It, ridiculous. You get four dot points um, for this ability. It's crazy. And all those, there's not there's not a bad dot point there. The worst one is plus one attack. How funny is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I, um, Adam, I'm going to say when I saw this and I didn't realize that this is only for a speed wall, mm. I was so excited thinking, well, I can get plus one attack on bikes for that yeah. and for a regular wall and have my bikes go in with plus because I'm a fighter. I don't I'm uh, you uh, can do a regular wall. Oh, no, you, you, you cannot have do any a HQs. regular wall. It's right. Yeah. yeah, it's very oh. frustrating. If you could do a regular wall, right. uh, I would love this. <laughs> oh man, that is that is a yeah. So you're you're, you're basically walked in this in a speed walk because you yeah. would only have access to either the Death Killer War Trike or exactly. the Boss on Warbike yep. as your HQs. So just to break this down, um, unless you, you took Gazzy, no, you wouldn't be able to take him even because he's not a speed. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you get plus one attack, um, advance and shoot, uh, advance and shoot as if you just made a normal move, which is actually yep. great. Um, uh, does that mean you can? Is that that means you can? Charge? Can you just charge after? No, nope. you can't. You can't. You still make. Well, you still you make see, an advanced can, move. They're, they're, the workaround is if evil you make them the evil sons. Yeah. And then yeah, you take the warlord trait faster than use, and you pick one of the core units, which I think is basically just bikers, and yep. nominate them for advance and charge. So they yep. would be able to advance, shoot as if normal, and then charge. One okay. Unit. And then the last caveat is everybody just gets a six up invulnerable save if they uh, they just get a six up invuln, and then if they mm-hmm. um, advance, you get a five up invuln in the preceding turn. Um, yep. 
all very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, all right, so jumping over to the vehicle custom jobs, there's two here. The first is drag chains, 15 points. Uh, speed mob vehicle model only in your movement phase. Select Sorry, each time this model is selected to fall back, select one enemy unit, excluding vehicles and monsters, within engagement range of this model, at, uh, and roll a d6. On 2 to 5, the enemy suffers d3 mortal wounds. On a 6, it suffers 3 mortal wounds. And this one is 15 points. Um, so each time this model is selected to fall back, apologies, I thought it was someone yeah. trying to fall back from them um uh meh <laughs> moving on raise suspension uh, speed mob vehicle model only when this model is within engagement range of an enemy unit it is still able to make range attacks against enemy units that are not within engagement range of it and this costs you a grand total of 10 points what the hell i <sighs> like this that's really good source? yeah what yeah. the Particularly on some of the the more uh, ponderous shooting units, like the cannon wagon that's going to be sitting in the back, and and mm. you're, you know everyone's just like, well, I'm just going to go touch it. And it's like ah, I don't care. I'm a T8 vehicle. You can touch me all you want. I have 16 wounds. I'm just going to keep shooting. Yeah. Um, uh, so I do just, like kill rig is kill rig going to get much out of this? Because kill rig, no, wants kill to be rig doesn't have a speed freak or wagon. Oh, of, co of, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, gun wagon or kill cannon or any of them buggies hmm. could could use this. That's um, fair. So I, I do like that for a ten point. Just hey, this if you touch this, it just keep shooting. It just doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yep. I like it a lot. Um, uh, Richard, tell us about the warlord trait. Uh, speed king is the warlord trait. While a friendly speed freaks unit, excluding character units. Is within six inches of this warlord. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, uh, makes an attack, re-roll a wound roll of one. Okay, okay, yes, we're going to take good. that. We're going to take yeah. that. <laughs> that if you're taking this, yes, you're taking that warlord trait. Just, yes, you, just you are. That down. <laughs> Whether you're taking it for the CP or it's going to be your free one, just expect that to happen. Well, you've got a giant base, and yeah, you, if you do it on a, killer. You can. And, and that works on buggies, doesn't it? Just. Yeah, correct, it's correct in wrong. shooting and in combat. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and, and wow, wow. Buggies are units now, so you can just straight yeah. it out. So yeah. only one buggies within that six inch, and the other two get it. So just yeah, uh, rerolls were the, one of the huge things missing out of the orc codex, and this is well, I one just of wanted, the only ways to get well, access to it. I don't think they were missing. I thought they were taken out to save all our souls, and I <laughs> fear, I fear for the future of the Imperium. That's messed up. Uh, <laughs> all right, first of the stratagems. It's called Blitzadaka as one CP. You just strategy in your shooting phase when a speed mob unit from your army is selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack that targets an enemy unit within 12, re-roll a hit roll of 1. If that speed mob unit has the custom booster blaster keyword, re-roll hit rolls of 1 and 2 instead. Um, it's an interesting one. What do you think? I like that they're trying to boost some of the vehicles that mm. did not that have not seen a lot of play. I like that. I yeah. that you know, I'm not sure that this is enough to supplant some of the other buggies that you're going to take, but I really like that you have something like this. Yeah. Um, Real hit roll of one. I mean, technically that could be shooting into combat as well, couldn't you? Because all your buggies are vehicles, mm -hmm. they could shoot yep. into combat. So, you know, you could have a, a unit of three buggies, you know, just trying to shoot those, shoot their way out of combat and give them a little bit of a, a boost with uh, only one CP. Um, Seth, any more to add here? Yeah, I think it's a get out of jail free card. Um, mm. If someone's, you know, pushed up too close and you're just like, I got to get, you know, I've got to get rid of this thing that's in my face yeah. right now because it's close to my army. It's going to tag a bunch of stuff. This is just making that unit that much more effective at shooting it. So you can try to guarantee removing it. And for one CP, if it's like, you know, you ran up with a unit of witches and I've got to make sure that unit of witches does not make it into combat. Exactly right. With the rest of my army. Yeah, I'm going to spend the CP and make sure it happens. All right, Seth, continue. Tell us about the next one. No, the, our next uh, stratagem is a two CP stratagem called Charge! 
<laughs> there it is. You there just it is. Keep in your charge phase when a warbikes unit from your army makes a charge move until the end of that turn. Add one to the strength characteristics of model in that unit, and each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. So plus one strength and plus one AP uh, for a unit of bikes for two CP when it charges. If so. There's a couple of other things coming that I think might make people want to take larger unit of bikers rather than just the three-man oh, we've yeah. been seeing. Um, so this becomes more relevant. Because right now, with like on a three-man, you're not going to drop two CP on a three-man bike unit. No. For no reason. No. There's never going to happen. But this may become more relevant soon. Um, Richard, want to tell us about the next one? Crashing through for one CP. Use a stratagem in your charge phase when a Speed Freaks unit from your army finishes a charge move. If that unit has the spiked ram ability, it cannot use that ability this turn. Select one enemy unit within one inch of that Speed Freaks until unit and then roll 1d6 for each model that Speed Freaks unit contains to a maximum of 66. If that Speed Freaks unit has the biker keyword for each dice result of a 4+, plus, that enemy suffers uh, unit suffers one mortal wound. If that Speed Freaks unit has the vehicle keyword, excluding Megatrack Scrap Jets and Custom Boosts of Blasters, for each dice roll of a four, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If the Speed Freaks unit has the Megatrack Scrapjet or Custom Boost to Blast a keyword, for each dice roll of a two through five, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds for each dice result of a six. Oh, for D3 mortal wounds, and then for each six, they suffer two D3 mortal wounds. Man, they made that complicated as all hell. They just <laughs> yes. like like, you know what? We could have a simple, easy to read stratagem here. And like, nah, we're not going to do that today. Paragraph. Um, <laughs> this looks okay. this looks all right though. If you've got the if you've got big if you've got unit of three buggies or whatnot, any unit of three buggies technically can get like a good handful of mortal wounds out of this, which is not horrible. Um, what do you think, Seth? I I like it. Um, I think it 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 pushes buggies. It pushes some of the other vehicles too. Um, you know, mm. if you're you're. Because most of the vehicles are actually not too bad in combat anymore. Yep. Like the Megatracks are pretty decent in well, combat. The, so they've got plus one attack in addition as well. So yep. definitely no, not bad. Yeah. So so I, I think it's a it's a fun little stratagem when you're just trying to chip some wounds off that that big durable target. Um, you know, trying to take out those terminators or that character like Draz that you're just like, oh my god, I just I want him dead right now, and I don't want to roll any more two up armor for it. Been mm. and you're just like, so so having access to those mortals is always a nice little trick. This would also combo with ramming speed if you're doing it with yep. a vehicle of unit. So you could have, you know, potentially uh, the the multiple D threes coming out of this stratagem and an additional D three coming out of that. So I think there's definitely some play here. Yeah, I think so. I think this is this is cute, and I think when you when you need it, you're going to be very happy to have it. Because like, I mean, in combat, you tank that you don't go through things like blade guard very easily. You don't go through things like terminators or a um, bunch of other stuff. Hell, even just like vehicle into vehicle goodness, and you can just chuck down, you know, possibly two d three or th even three d three mortal wounds on a vehicle before you even start swinging. Seems pretty nice. Um, is there any more to this, Richard? No, no. I mean, there there are situations. Megatrack Megatrack scrap jets were already amazing, and with yeah. this. Mm -hmm. They they can really do some hurt in close combat. Mm -hmm. I mean, on a I two agree. through five, you're doing D three mortals, and then on a six, you're doing two D three mortals each. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. that's high. That's mm -hmm. high mortal wound output. Agreed. Agreed. Well, it's a two through five. You got you got three of them that have made combat. Do you have to make base in engagement range, or is it just how many in no, the unit? No, just how one guy. One so one's yeah. gonna make it in. Yeah, wow. So only one, yeah. So you can you can be stringing back, and then you, you still get the three rolls, even if only one of them or yep. two of them are going to be hitting. I like that a lot. I think it's, it's and then you're stringing back to someone who has speed king, so they're yes. also getting rerolled into ones yes. that wound in combat. Yes, and, yeah. Seth. 
Yes, five baby. A piece. That's, that's the stuff. Um, all right. Up next, more gits over here. One CP. You distract him in your movement phase when a speed mob unit from an army falls back. That unit is still eligible to shoot this turn, even though it fell back. And if that unit has the uh, boom dagger snazwagon keyword to the end of the turn, each time model on that unit makes a range attack and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. So one CP for if you are a snazwagon, you might need to tell me which one the snazwagon is because I. They all sound the same to me, except for the Scrapjet and the Rucker Truck, because um, I know exactly what those are, because they hurt. Um, the, so, but this is, just, this is just sick. So it able to shoot, and even though it fell back, which gets around one of the biggest limitations that the, the speed wall has, that being is, mm-hmm. is it just, just, just being touched. Just touched, yep. and you have to shoot into combat. Or you can't go in and you know, blast over there and take me off objectives. Um, uh, so firstly, which one is the, the Snaz Wagon? And then, is this any good, Seth? Yes. So the Snaz Wagon was actually kind of one of these ones that were on the bubble. In fact, um, Mark Perry and I have been talking about trying to make it work. It's a 90-point buggy with a native minus one to hit from shooting. Yeah, is this the one with all the flamers? No. No, this one has burner bottles, which are uh, just some 2D3 grenades. But its main guns is a big shooter, which is DACA 5-3, and then a mech special, which is a 30-inch range gun, DACA 14-10, strength 5, neg 2, 2 damage. Okay. And you can run those in units of three. Yep. So you can be putting out, you know, somewhere between thirty and forty-two shots from this unit yes. with exploding sixes. Yeah. Um, even if you touch me, I can fall back and strength five, neg two, two damage. Um, that's well, a pretty good shooting profile. Ideally, I think what you want to do with this is you want to wrap this unit around something and then you know stick there through their turn, then fall back in yours and just blast away at everybody. But well, the other thing is that gun does not blast, so and it's DACA, so it can shoot, shoot into, combat. into combat. That's nice. That's cute. Yeah. But um, if you if, if if someone touches you and you're like, oh crap, I really wanted to shoot their their unit of, mm. um, you know, tactical marines or, yeah. or assault marines or what's vanguard vets? That's the word. Vanguard vets that are out. I really need those dead. All right, I'm gonna fall back and shoot them. Mm. Fair enough. Richard, take us into the next. I love this one. And when I thought you could take this on a regular, while well, I was so excited. Attack out out of the sun for two CP. I love even the name of this. Use this yeah. stratagem at the end of your turn. Select one defcopter's unit from your army. Remove that unit from the battlefield. In the reinforcement step of your next movement phase, you can set that unit back up on the battlefield anywhere that is more than nine inches away from any, any enemy models. If the battle ends and that unit is not on the battlefield, it is destroyed. Now, when I first read this, I was going, ah, they can't keep giving this, this mechanic. It's too powerful. But then I thought about, because this is one that they had to FAQ out of Admech because it was just broken. Yep. Mm. But when you're doing it with Defcoptas, it's not it's not nearly as gruesome as it was with those admech units. So yeah. I, I think it is it's it's okay. It's not it's not a broken stratagem, but it is it's very, very good. And is that saying so the, the, sorry, is that saying the way you, you usually use this, the way the admech used to use this was they would sling out or deep strike a unit of uh Taraxi sterilizers, flame the absolute bejesus out of somebody, and then bounce back into reserve. Right. Um yeah. So how do you see this working for Defcopters? So I've run Defcopters quite a bit, and they're they're I mean they're good. Uh, they put out good firepower, mm. but if they're not in a in a freebooter speedwog or whatever, they're they, you know they're not they're not devastating. I think they're more almost more useful in combat than they are. So mm-hmm. the great thing about this is you could move them out, you could shoot them, you could charge with them, and then you could pull them up, pull them off the yeah. table. Um, because it doesn't say anything about these guys being within engagement range when you bounce them out. It doesn't say any of that. You yeah. just get to f- use yeah. your entire unit completely, es- essentially overcommit them at at will, and then 
bounce it back into reserve rather yep. than getting picked up. So you yep. just get to go and just smash a flank and then bounce them out. It's it sounds pretty sick. And I, and I don't think they're as abusive as the admic because they're not infantry, so they also exactly can't right. perform actions. Yeah. Like where the admic were able to like, I'm going to drop these guys in over here, rod, and then leave. And you're like, well, that was fun. Yeah. So these are just going to be trying to keep your opponent honest um, and doing mm. some damage. And, and I the, like the them. whole image, I, the whole image of Defcopters coming out of the sun, just shooting at yeah. you. I just love it. Yeah. Just love it. It's good. Yep. All right, Seth takes the last. The last one is probably the most overpowered strategy mm-hmm. you're going to hear in this entire thing. <laughs> Everyone buckle up. Yeah, strap in. Squigs, one CP. Oh. Use the strategy in your shooting phase. Select one rocket truck squig buggy unit from your army. Add one to the number of squig mines that unit has remaining. Just... I mean, everyone lie down for a yeah. minute. Feel free to call yeah, a friend blow, if you need to just talk it, talk it out. <laughs> the trauma is real. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking most listeners forgot that they had squig mines on rocket they, trucks. They don't get in range to use them. Like, you know. No, no, I, killed, I, I, did, I did the other night on TTS when someone ran a land speeder up into my face and tried okay. to tag some of my stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just going to throw squig mines at it. Well, the other That's, thing I love oh. is that there is no, there's no there's no qualifier that they can't be airplanes. So, so you, you can throw these squig mines yeah. up at airplanes that like, if somebody throws a bunch of planes in your backfield, you just throw record trucks <laughs> on them and just blow them out of the sky. It's so good. But yeah, yeah we were being facetious with this being yes. OP because it's just not going to come joke. up. Just not no. going to come up guys. That brings us to the end of, of uh, the speedwire stuff. Now, um, guys, there is so much to quantify here in relation to the, where this sits next to the current paradigm mm-hmm. or archetype of the freebooters. I'm not sure we're going to be super accurate. Uh, I mean, what we say now, I'm saying don't hold us to it because with nerfs and changes and alterations, what we say right now could become invalidated very quickly. I yeah. like this more than freebooters, but for different reasons. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go first. You guys are the experts. Go, yeah, this go, one was go really... Ahead, oh, go ahead. Oh, Richard, you're the old war boss. You get to go first. Well, so so it's interesting. The 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 bit that 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 Seth said that you can still be freebooters mm. with this. Yep. All, of your, all of your nasty buggies are still freebooters. Is that correct, correct. Seth? That's right. Yeah, okay. you just, they would not get the, the plus one for competitive streak. They could trigger it and give it to the planes. Yes. Oh, so the buggies and, and, don't, the buggies yeah. won't get it. Yeah, the, yeah, they yeah. would not get the benefit, but they have the keyword. Okay, yeah. so um, yeah, so they could then. I was like concerned when you said like that, that. I was concerned that you could do both, but no. Yeah. yeah. So this this is a different way to play, and some of the units in this, like those bike units with a five plus invulnerable save in combat, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy good. Um, yep. So th- this is a very different way to play, but it's also effective. I don't know it will, if it will be as effective as that freebooter list is, but I think it's, to me, it's a little more fun um, mm-hmm. because it's more interactive and I like it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, Seth, jump in. I, uh, I, I love this. Um, this is probably like how I want to play going forward. Um, it's, it, it emphasizes bringing multiple buggy types. It emphasizes bringing more bikes. Um, I, I think in terms of like right now today, you know, early November, 2011, um, it, it does not have the same power as freebooters, but nah. if, if that, if that list gets brought into line, which it will, um, 
it will. GW is going to eventually release an FAQ. I promise people just, you know, hold fast. Um, it'll happen. You know, then I see this as being viable. And and I like this because it's it's not as one-dimensional as that. You do have some combat tricks with your bikes. You do have some reasons to be in combat with your vehicles with crashing through. Um and then there's some there's some sneaky you know cunning tricks you can do where you like I like evil sons, and so being able to give a unit advance and charge for the mm-hmm. bikes, or being able to uh, take any speed freak move it and move it after it shoots with the evil sun strat is really nice. Um, so we you know we fling these units out there, we shoot, we can jump back. Um, you can have one big unit of dev coppers that jumps out and shoots, and then moves back with drive by yep. crumping, and then the other one goes into reserve with attack out of the sun, and then you're like. 10 deaf copters just shot me and then ran away. What the crap just happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I love yeah, that so stuff. I think there's a lot of cool little little tricks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like it. I yeah, Right now, yes, the free Buddhist version is is just better. But I think um, we're going to be seeing some changes with that shortly. Um, and then I think this will really have some play. It's really going to make it weird for secondaries, though, because you know what you have no access for in this yep. entire army? Infantry. You don't, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, so it's been real awkward writing lists. Cause I'm like, I guess I have to plan for to the last or yeah. grind to, to the last grind and, and to, and, um, engage just have to be bread and yeah. butter every single game. Um, it's yeah. almost like you are, because there isn't, there isn't a freaking orc suckers. secondary. There isn't an orc secondary. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. There's no suckers. Um, you're not probably killing more in combat than your opponent because yeah. the combat units you have access to are are good but they're not so uh numerous that you can you know i can depend on killing three or four of my opponent's units in combat you're probably going to kill most of them with shooting so yeah i it's it presents some interesting uh play style challenges we'll call it that so my thoughts on this is that you're absolutely right. A free boot is as it stands right now. Um, it's two different ways to play the same army as a way, as mm-hmm. two different sides of the coin. Free booters you is better just because the alpha strike potential is absurd, so absurd, and that's what you're trading off. You're trading off alpha strike potential from free booters um, for more longevity in the game. Should you be able to play it? Should you play longer in the game? I thought this may be coming. Anyway, I've seen some lists like uh, the one. The one that jumped out at me as the, as, especially as a Dark Angels player, was the old Deathwing army that was actually quite very, very, very good into freebooters. If we were able to find more things like that, you know, I think Death Guard could do it. I think Custodians can do it, where you can just play an army where freebooters can't trigger. You just can't trigger freebooters turn one. E.g., you, you're already nuded. This is better. This is just hands down better. If freebooters is hard to trigger, if you can't get a two or a three stack on on freebooters turn one to you know negotiate forests and things for rocket trucks or minus one to hit banners, etc. This is just straight up better plus one attack obsec on bikes um mm-hmm. all those other all those other amazing bits and pieces moving and shooting getting angles better because that's that's the, that's the way i always conceptualize this matchup um take things that don't get killed by rocket trucks from range take units that don't get picked up by um the the first thing to the first two or three things to activate eg you have to use you know half your army to get your first free booters um and then um, mitigate the scrap jets through use of, use of angles and terrain like don't let the scrap don't just let, let the scrap jets get an angle on you as best you can. You mitigate that by being faster, as in you get to advance and shoot. So the scrap mm-hmm. jets do get angles on you. You have invulnerable saves. So when I try and pick up your planes or, or knock your stuff down, I just don't don't get to. Well, the planes won't have the invulnerable saves. Exactly, exactly right. You, you, you're spot on. Um, but they they will from the the was bomb turn one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, you've also got offset bikes just boots scooting around, which I've got to tell you, uh, bikes are ferocious in the amount of DACA they put out. They're absolutely ridiculous. And I think, yep. I think it's, if you're taking this, you're taking like three units of five bikes is the way I'm seeing it. I'm not sure you want to go six mans, but you might, I don't know. 
Well, don't forget you also have access to knob war bikers. That's true. That's true. Did they get OPSEC? I don't... Let me double check. I don't believe they would, but they do have... They still will get the adrenaline junkies. No, speed yeah. freak bikers. No, they would have access. Oh, wow. See, that's sick. That's sick. That's absolutely sick. Yeah. Wait, let me, so let me double check the, keywords. Does that mean the war boss on bike has Alpsec? Uh, uh, oh, uh, I'm, we... looking, I'm looking. Stay tuned, everybody. We just broke the meta. Notice, no, notice, scan, no, knobs, just are, let's see knobs first. Knobs <laughs> are bikers and speed freaks, so they have Alpsec. And war boss on war bike is character biker speed freak speed boss. We broke the game. Everybody sit down. Meta biker bosses. <laughs> Meta broken. How many? <laughs> this is your. Uh, what slot is the knob? The, the bikers are they uh, fast attacks elites? Oh, making me look at them. I, they are fast attack. Yeah, beautiful. So you just Mwah. throw them in your outriders. So you just have one out. So I have the same. I have the same outrider attachment that I like for Ravenwing. Three times three bikes. Three times three outriders. You could just do the same thing. Three times three war bikes. Three times three knobs on bikes. Um, and there's you just one outrider. And that thing is obsec. You put your war You put your you put your um your warlord war boss on bike in there, and it's free. That it's attachment free. doesn't cost you yeah. any CP. Yeah. And you have. Six, seven, super quick, ridiculously um, versatile obsec units. I love it. Yeah, oh my they god! They would not so be good. able to use the uh, charge strat because that is for the warbiker unit only. Yeah. But everything else, they'd have access to. They would have access to crashing through, double moving. Um, yeah, double moving. They could fall back and still shoot with move over gets. Are they core? Are they core? The knob bikers. You're making me look. You're making me. Regular bikers are, yeah, hundred percent. Regular bikers are, definitely. yeah, yes, yeah. These do not have the core key. Okay, okay. So no, so no advancing charge. They don't have advancing charge, yeah. Um, but you could still use, you know, Blitzadaka, all that jazz. So nice, nice, Ooh, nice. Blitzadaka on a unit of bikes because they're going to want to be within half in half range anyway, which is nine mm. inches for them, and then they get reroll ones on their like ten shots a piece. Yep, uh, not bad. That's nice. That's very nice. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I I like this. I like this a lot. I think, yeah. The more we're talking about it, it feels like a biker army. Yep. It does. Yep. It does. And, and I would have fun with that. It feels so much more well. I mean, you're so much more limited in the units you can take, but the army feels so much more well rounded than. I mean, Freebooters is a gimmick. It's like the most powerful gimmick in the game, but it's a gimmick list. Like it's, uh, it has. It, I, it does. I, I don't. I don't agree that it's the most powerful. I think it's the most unfun to play. <laughs> well, you, abusable maybe is the yeah, right word. I mean, you had 15 <laughs> freebooter lists at SoCal, and only one made the final eight. It's true. It's true. Yeah, because that's because my boy with the the thirty um, Deathwing Terminators was just knocked two of them out. Yeah, <laughs> by right, himself. Right. He's like, nah. no, you go yeah. sit down. Yeah, yeah. You see these forests? Mine. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, but uh, he did really well. This so yeah, I like this a lot. I think I think this is the way, and hopefully this is the way that has longevity after the assumed nerfs, which yes. makes me like because this exists. I all of a sudden I want to see G Dub nerf freebooters only and not slap, you know, points taxes on all the units as well. Although I do think ninety points for these buggies is is pretty nuts. They're so good at ninety points. I mean, they can they can slap the point tax on the mega truck and the rocket truck and the rocket the trucks. Other yeah, well, exactly right. Well, and but the other buggies aren't as punitive. They don't just like. Yeah. They don't just cover every asset of the game. Like the, the the scrapjet just has, I mean, has the mortal wounds in combat. Is actually good in combat. Has the multi damage um, from the 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 uh, wing rockets and has the the um the big shooters. So it has there, just like every profile it needs, right? There there is one stat that you need to know about the mega track that will explain to you how broken it is. Yeah. When it is within eighteen inches, it is three points per shot. That's dumb. <laughs> That's <laughs> with with speed, it with maximum rocket shots and yeah. becomes three points per shot, and you're just yeah. like, huh? 
That yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And with Speedwire introduced to that as well, it's just, just nuts. Yeah. Well, well, the thing's going to have real once to wound as well now, so yikes. Seth and I have discussed that in, in some of the Orc pages, that, that, that the fix needs to be on freebooters and then on a limited effect on some of the buggies. Yeah. If they go through and just hammer the buggies points cost and don't address freebooters, it's not going to matter that much. No, it's not. And it's well, going to ruin buggies for everybody else. Well, that's, yeah. uh, so that was another point of mine. We'll, we'll discuss this more in depth um, over on part two because that's actually a couple of the listener questions. Is like, what's the reasonable change to Speedwire that doesn't kill orcs? Um, so we might put a pin in that for now because that's actually a decent thing to uncover. Um, so this, I see this as a side to, to the current um, freebooters list of previous archetype this is a side grain one rung down is what i see the speed wire yeah it's it, it's I it's the, it's, the, it's the same mm -hmm. list and it's just one rung down on the power still phenomenally uh, incredibly good and very worthwhile playing and can probably do most of what the speed like the the freebooters does it's just you're not going to have the the op alpha strike um and i i think it is I, when you say it's the same list i think it's a much more diverse list i think you have elements that are going to fight you have elements that see, are I, I love that you said that because it's so fewer unit choices, but the unit choices you have just have a lot more range of motion, range of activation, yes. so to speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so how good is this out of 10, boys? Seth, you want to take us away? So if I gave if I gave a seven for the the blood axes, I think is mm -hmm. what I gave them. I would give this like an eight and a half or a nine. Like yeah. I think it's it's way up there. I, I agree. I think this is a very well constructed, very well done. What do you think, Richard? I will give it, I'll say an eight and a half like Seth did. I, because I missed that if you had given it so you didn't have to be a speed wah and could have taken this on a regular wah, I would have loved it so much more. Just because the bikes would have been like, wow, it's three times nine bikes, isn't it? It's just then like, you have an assault <laughs> army. Then it's not, yeah. it doesn't even care about all the, the, the shooting stuff. That's all add on. It's, this is mm. an assault army and that would be fun for me. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I think I can't disagree, guys. It's yes, yeah, an eight point five to a nine. This is almost perfect. Um, it's inc it's incredibly powerful. If if freebooters didn't exist, this would have put buggies on the map, even without freebooters. This yes. would have been like stayed up, paid attention. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is a crazy good fun thematic army. Um, we'll actually, uh, I'll put a pin in the fun aspect. Like this could <laughs> still be unfun, you know. But it's not going to yeah. be uh, the the only hope is you get to play two or three turns against it rather than only one, uh, which is the current freeboot freebooters issue. Um, but yeah, I think this is phenomenally good. I think this is really well done. I think it's none of the stuff, apart from that Warlord trait, none of the stuff leads me to think that this is going to be straight up OP. Like, I don't look at any one of the rules and be like, that's too good, that's too good, that's too good. Apart from that Warlord trait, I think the Warlord trait is too good. Um, because it's, <laughs> shoot, it's shooting and combat, guys. It's too good. Um, uh, but It's a lieutenant. But yeah, did you need it before? Like you, you like you know, you were you were tabling people top of turn one before you had rerolls, and now you have rerolls. Like you know, um, that's that's the, that's the deal. All right, uh, fine. But the sheer density of things it gave you, like they just, I'll just look at the amount of the quantity of dot points on the abilities, and I'm just like, how can this be bad? Like how could this be bad when they give you so much? Um, so yeah, gents, that'll wrap us up for this review. Um, overall. What are your thoughts on Octarius? Like, is this is this a, a win or a fail? Is this a pass or a what? I'll go first. Oh, I, I think it's a great book. Yeah. I think that it it answers like like I said at the beginning that Blood Axe is I considered one of the weaker um, mm. one of the weaker clan cultures, and I think that this really helps them. So that part's great, and I think that giving an additional look at a speed wah that maybe is not so oppressive to play against 
is a good thing for the game. And um, I think it's I think it's a great book for that. Awesome. Seth? I mean, it gave me rules to make my own looted vehicles again, so this is a total win. <laughs> Love it, boys. <laughs> That's in the narrative section, so maybe not what we're covering here, but yeah, I, I think this is a win. I love it. Um, it. It introduces some new ways to play some of the things that were already out there, mm. and it gives Blood Axes a little bit more life than they had, so they're in the discussion now for you know utility detachments. Absolutely right. Now, I also want to say that this could have easily been renamed this could have just been orc codex you know the second half because it's, yeah. it's just orc stuff <laughs> anyway i love this book i think it's phenomenal for orc players i think i'm hoping i'm hoping there's a build for blood axes that takes off and gives like when freebooters does inevitably get its nerf that there is a play for like non-speed freak stuff because that's my only fear my only fear is that like uh, freebooters gets nerfed but we don't see a change in archetype it's still just buggies is buggies and planes is the predominant best way to play orcs i want to see boys back on the table i want to see beast snagger boys i want to see squig hog boys and all those other amazing amazing archetypes become a thing and not just have it just be a mechanized list we, so we are a thing adam Oh, you are. I know. I know. I want to let you flourish. I want you to be the big, bold flowers that you are, gentlemen. Um, fun, <laughs> fungi, rather. Fungi. Um, right. <laughs> uh, on the way out, Seth, tell us, tell us about your shows. Where can people grab you? Literally, like, the day after this comes out will be you on the FLGN, yeah? Uh, well, it's two days for me. Um, oh, yeah. No, this will come out on Tuesday. So, yeah, yeah. it'll be a day for me. Um, yeah, so you can catch me uh, every Wednesday at, uh, I believe we're 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Signals from the Frontline. Uh, we're always there uh, trying to have some fun and talk about the current news in the game. And mm -hmm. then every Friday, I release a video over on the Seth the Mad Dog YouTube channel. Wonderful, my dude. So jump over and please support Seth and all the amazing things you do. He's a great source of Orc content and staying, keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on there. If you don't play Orcs, if you want to know how to play into Orcs or know what Orcs, the Orc list you're going to see and what they do, great place to go. Rich, next time you're on that uh, that the, uh, one of those battle reports, what list are you going to take for Orcs? What what, what do people can expect to see? So I'm still on the on some of the orc pages. One of the guys said that that uh, because Seth was playing freebooters at a come upcoming tournament, that the only one they needed to corrupt was me. And <laughs> as of now, I'm still holding my ground. I'm not playing freebooters. I am still fighting and scrapping with my orcs. Um, I generally play evil sons with death skulls, and I so far my my record in in majors and GTs has been pretty stellar. So. Until they can beat me, I'm not going to change. Love it. <laughs> well, all right, gentlemen, on that note, we will wrap up and sign off. Thank you so much. We're going to go over and record part two. We're going to start building some Blood Axe and some Speed Wild. Let's talk about those archetypes, what makes them tick, some good and bad matchups, the tech pieces you want to take. So there's actually going to be a lot to talk about with the, the Blood Axes because in addition to talking about them, we're going to have to talk about their companion detachments as well, what actually mm -hmm. you know supports them, what's a, what's a good um, synergy to build into that orc list of you know two or three other like, two other detachments possibly. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's been a fun Fun, fun ride. Hopefully, people have ticked off a lot of their things on their bingo cards for Adam memes. I tried to, you know, make it a dense meme fest for you. Uh, but, gentlemen, <laughs> love you both. Really appreciate your efforts. And, uh, yeah, see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.